Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31 of Music on the Run. Yeah, I dressed up for the intro. Actually, I got a gig right now. Hey, next on Music on the Run is my neighbor, fellow bass player. Yeah, and an incredible three-time Grammy-winning producer, Jerry Wanda, is next on Music on the Run. Before we get started here... Do me a favor, wherever you got this podcast, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you have time and like what you're hearing, make sure you write a review. It really helps us get the word out so we can have a lot more people coming to the party. Hey everybody, I'm St. Paul Peterson. Prince gave me that nickname, and I've been lucky enough to tour with people like the Steve Miller Band, Kenny Loggins, Peter Frampton, Donny Osmond, to name a few. And when I'm not playing music, I love to run. And this is a podcast about how we stay healthy on the road, physically, mentally, and with our families. Welcome to Music on the Run. Hey everybody, St. Paul here down in the basement still. Welcome to episode 31 of Music on the Run. My next guest is a three-time Grammy Award-winning producer, writer, a UN Goodwill Ambassador for Haiti, ambassador that is, governor for the New York chapter of the Grammys, on the board at the Newark Symphony Hall, and is a philanthropist most recently raising money for Music Cares to help musicians while concerts are halted. Along with Wyclef, he produced and was in the Fugees, one of the best-selling hip-hop groups of all time. My neighbor, and a guy who has more bases than anybody I know, please welcome my buddy, Jerry Wanda. Jerry, I'm going to superimpose that groove over the top of that because that was too good, man. We, we, we started the show and he had a groove going. He's like, wait, no, it's not recording. So that's all right. We'll, we'll figure out in post how to do all that. Yeah, in post, how, yeah. how are we going we gonna to have fun? But I got to tell you, man. Paul, I, I, I'm so happy you, you, what you, to meet you. You're such a great spirit, and you're like a, one of the classiest musicians. You're so talented. I when I, I see you playing upright bass. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford no upright bass. I not even bass lessons. I always wanted to learn upright bass. Still today, I still have him. I have one in the background of me right now. I don't know how to play, but I played on as a producer. We play, we play things that we don't even know. Exactly how to right. That, uh, yes, we do, and we fix it until it's right, don't we? <laughs> we played a hundred, hundred times. I remember I did a song. There's a movie called Hotel Rwanda. Yeah, and, and I had a sound that I wanna for that song, and I said, I said I wanna play fretless bass, but I don't know how to play fretless. I wanna buy myself a fretless bass, and I just played till I till I was able, felt like it was on tune, and <laughs> that was the first time, you know. And I actually played fretless bass, a great one. And um, it, it's it, being a musician, a producer, you know, you play everything. But I'm so, I was so happy to see you playing the guitar, the way you play guitar, the way you play the bass. You're a genius, man. Thank you for inviting Oh, I don't know about that. Man, it's, let me tell you something. So uh, just to my listeners who, who uh, don't know that we are friends, Jerry, you came to... Minnesota, I think you and I decided the other day when we were writing a song, while, this is another story, while I was on the beach in Miami, you're calling me and you're like, when are we going to write a song? And he was in the middle of writing the song and we wrote the song while I was on the beach 
Uh, it was hilarious. Anyways, he, we decided that he, he moved to Minneapolis five years ago. We had met through mutual friends, uh, Ken Valdez and Paul Pesco, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we, we, we have been trying to nail down times to hang, and we finally get, you know, we were able to do that, but uh, he's got a beautiful family, and you spend a lot of time in Minnesota, but right now, where are you right now? Right now, I, I am in, in New Jersey and okay. on a recording studio in Manhattan, Times Square, called Platinum Sounds. And, you know, I grew up in East Orange, Newark, Irvington. That's, that's, that's where I grew up, New Jersey, you know? Got it. Right. So you do a lot of commuting back and forth. Is that right? Obviously, you're keeping your studio alive, Platinum uh, Recording. Yes, I do. And, um, and, and believe it or not, um, Platinum Sound is... Um, been platinum around, Sound, sorry. Yeah, 20 years being around. And uh, uh, put it this way, platinum 20 years, but Booger Basement um, for about, uh, since 1993, we have a, a studio, Booger Basement, and that's the studio where I produced the score album with my cousin Wyclef and Miss Hill, Lauren Hill, El Boogie, Prize, and it's a studio, uh, you know how you have your brother, my brother and I put together, and Wyclef, three cousins, and two brothers and one cousin build that recording studio, and guess what, it's 25 years of that score album, and a few what. Weeks- uh, yeah, that's called Killing Me Soft. It was done in a basement at my dad's house, and with the Fugees, we produced that whole album. In that, in that basement? Yes, sir. Because you came, now you, we're neighbors, but you, you're a long way from where you grew up. Uh, give me a little snippet of, of, of how you came to the, to the U.S. and the, how that all transpired. Well, um, um, man, I got to take you back. Let's start with Please the- do. And uh, I remember my mom grew up in a country. I'm from Haiti, of course. Right. And but we grew up more like in a farm part of Haiti, uh, where I was born at. And I remember my mom. I used to get in a donkey with my mom. Go go buy avocado, mangoes to go sell in a flea market to raise us to sell and buy us food, clothes, even toys. You know, when I was a kid. And um, I got introduced to a, a bass guitar in a church. And I started playing, and I felt so special because being a musician, you find people on a Sunday, people come to and say, you really touch my soul the way you play. Right, I know. Best feeling. I think, I think that is bigger than the money, you know. Mm. And, and, and I was doing that. The, by the time my dad, we moved to, uh, I moved to the U.S., and my dad sent me directly straight up. Um, to um, to his sister's house, which is Wyclef Jean's mom. Got it. And that's how Wyclef and I we we end up doing music, and we got everything, and and uh, we I, I produced seven albums for Wyclef, you know, and and because of that, but guitar was my thing. But I learned how to play from guitar. But too many people, too many my cousin, everybody want to play the guitar, and I picked the bass because nobody knew what the bass was. I, <laughs> That's a bass. Okay, I play this, and I find out the bass. You more, you more sexier playing the bass than even in the guitar. I'm sorry, guitar players. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get some letters over that, some emails on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I get beat up on that. So you know, that's my background, and and uh, music. I, I know music. I never knew I could make money playing the music. And the first time I got paid ten bucks, I was like, okay, that's good, ten bucks, and. And my next time, I got $150,000 in a project that I did. Right. You know, with the Fugees, I was like, 
stop playing. I need to quit working. I need to focus more. And that was it for me since then. And, and you know, by doing that, you know, um, I end up right now over 200 million records sold from the work that I've done. It'd be Carlos Santana, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, and, uh, you know, um, of course, you know, Justin Bieber and Keep Going and Going. Yeah. Project, you know, so, and from a kid that came from Haiti and, you know, went to school in a donkey. Wow. Why are you, see, you know, I know you, and every time I talk to you, your energy is so incredible, man. And it's, is it because you love music that much? You know what? I love music, and and one thing I learn, I I get um every day I wake up, I learn what I'm what am I happy? Anything that I could, you know, I could acknowledge that something great, and I would come up with one, and that make me feel happy. And I always said, I never care about you know Jerry Wonder. Oh, Jerry Wonder. People call me a legend alive, and I'm like, okay, legend. I don't know where's the legend, but. <laughs> I am, you know, because of my work legend, you know. Yeah. You talk, you're talking about, you know, for, you, you're talking about for Jerry, like, things like, this is Carlos Santana, Maria, Maria. You know what I'm saying to you? Then this is, this is record that, you know, from that bass, you know what I'm saying, playing, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that sample, like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, good, you know, and, and you're talking about, I take a version of like this, make killing me softly for Lauren Hill, you know? And hey, you know, hey, hey. Jerry, it's hard to hear your voice because I want to hear you talk over that because you're just playing a string of hits that everybody's going to go, he did that? He did that? I got to be able to hear you talk over that though, man, because we couldn't hear your voice. I, I heard that sample good and loud though. Oh, I know that sample is loud, but no, me, it's beautiful, man. He, I'm not. But let me let me just. There we go. Now I got your voice. I'm playing. So one of the songs that you know that one of my classic is this one right here. If you can hear it, that's Carlos Santana, Maria Maria. Once again, it's the baseline sample and these drums. You know, like yeah, you know baby. what I'm saying. Classic. You know what I'm saying. That's one of Jerry Wonder classic. You know. Uh, you might know this song. <laughs> Never heard the song before in my life. <laughs> you know, and, one, and one of the other songs I remember from the Booger Basement. Yeah. And, and uh, while we was doing the score, which is going to be 25 years in, in a right. January 13th, um, um, one of the songs that really got the food, just really got to the level. And it's one of them that called, we took a version of this record, um, Killing Me Softly with Better Flat. And we went and did a new version with Lauren Hill, you know, L Boogie, big shout out to Miss Hill on that record. And, and instead of rap, we like, we gotta do one song, she's sing, you singing. And we picked this song, and uh, this song right here, hold up, hold up. Well, and this is the Will Better Flat version. But right. I always love it, you know? That record is a classic. Then that's one of them. Then um, I'm, I'm going to play you another classic. I remember um, we, I got a call from Sony. They had an artist, a Spanish artist that was so big. Yeah. Um, I came to the, my studio like, you got to do a song for this girl. And they came to see me and Wyclef. And we was like, okay, who's the artist? They're like, Shakira. 
I was like, who's Shakira? <laughs> yeah. So you want to know who Shakira is? And they show me, was like, okay, we got to do a song. And I end up sampling this. I use this record right here. So yeah. people knows that record. That's hips don't lie. Then I end up, I end up doing. So when I tell you it was one of the classic people really love. So I've done classic records. You, you know, you have man. It, it's, what what defines a classic? What how do you what's what's the DNA of a classic song, Jerry? The one that you do, you don't know it was going to last so long, and but you know it feels good. It was a great record. And I was talking to last night with uh, Lauren Hill, which is called Miss Hill. Uh, she said to me, Jerry, I already know that was going to be a hit. Uh, I got it for you. I don't know when it's going to be a hit, but I just know people going to like listening to it for mm. the records that I do. And a classic is like, you know, like, uh, for example, you do a classic, like the same way I go, I go sample uh, somebody, somebody's music, like uh, those songs I play you, but people like DJ Khaled go ahead and sample my song and, you know, we do my song over. You know what I'm saying? Can you hear me? You still can't hear yeah, me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and I you, got you good. You know, then when I have a song like this, like, you know, like this record right here, which is which is Carlos Santana. Now, DJ Khaled love it so much and go ahead and, and do something like this, right? Right? The same song. Same song, right? Check it out. Then DJ Khaled take it. Another one. Another Rihanna's one. on it. We the best music. Right. I don't know if you could take it. Those are classic that I created. Yeah. Simple me. And and the thing is, is like a song like this. And you know, when I did Maria Maria, it was on A. It was on A, 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 A minor. Then he sampled it and put it on C major, which is almost the same thing, but it's different sonic. <laughs> yeah, sure is. Man, they're, they're sampling you now, man. Yeah, I know. So you know? take me back to those days, because when you had the success with the Fugees, you were a young man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did you, was that tough for you to handle? I got to tell you, I didn't know what it was because um, I was so focused at the time. I just know it was felt good when I, I, I love the studio. I'm not a live player, but I love studio. Mm. I would go on tour. I always have a recording studio or wherever I go, I rent a recording studio. So right, I was right. always go to the show. And I was a music director, so I would go to the to the get make sure the sound check is done, the mini sound check is is ready to go. I go to the studio, bring my clothes, start recording. Then when it's time for the show, I go straight from the studio into the show. And after the show, everybody goes to the after party. I go back to the studio. You know what I'm saying? I go back to the studio. So it was always I was always busy, but it went. Yeah. I realized that I only spent maybe two weeks. 1997, I spent two only maybe two weeks at home in my own bed. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I was on the road. So 25 years later, is it, is it exciting to be in the studio as it was back in those early days? 
Oh my God, it's the best feeling being in the studio. I, I don't think I could never quit a studio live. I, I love it, but I'm probably gonna, like at my house, I have two recording studio. <laughs> then I, and, and, uh, I have a recording studio in New York. And I, recre- I even create a recording studio in Minnesota. So every yeah. week I go in the diner, the, I'm, I'm, and can I tell you one thing? Yeah. 1997, going to 98, I recorded in, in, in a place close to, in two blocks from where I live now in Minnesota. Were you at flight time? Yes. <laughs> I recorded that. I did, a, I did No Women No Cry remix with the Marlies because I was on tour with Smoking Groove, called, they called Smoking Groove Tour, with the Marlies, Buster Rhymes, all of uh, Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> we was on tour, and, and the craziest thing was we um not black eyed peas. It wasn't uh, black eyed peas wasn't there around. But uh, we decided to find a studio, and we went to record at um uh uh, uh at that studio. Yeah. And the tour bus was right in the back, and I went to the gym there, and yeah. I looked. Let's just say, hold up, why this place was so familiar? And I found out that's where the recording studio was, and it was just about they had just sold it. Oh yeah, you know I that building is obviously. So historic because of uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. After they sold it, it became a music college that I ended up running for about seven years. And isn't that crazy? I mean, it's such a small world. I would have bought it. I would have, us, we would have bought that building. And I tell you, there's a lot of things we could have done with that building. I'm telling you, with the school program, but in a global way, because I have the platform where we could have done it in a global way. And it, it wasn't just, I, I mean, I got mad because it was a such I know. a I got mad and, and, um, and, you know. I remember you calling me and said, Paul, what's up with this building? I hear it, I hear it's been sold. They're going to tear it down. I'm like, I think you're about a month too late. Yeah, because I remember you called me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that's that's my story and and you know with music right right now I'm working um I'm working on a lot of things project for mental health and I'm working on and bipolar I'm working on right now um, besides doing a helping New New Jersey and I want to tell you I definitely want to help in in Minnesota because I'm there too uh, any program that I could come and mentor and and help out and I love to be a part of it you know so. Definitely um, one of the things. Jerry, besides music, you have other passions in your life. And it seems like, from the research that I've done, your primary goal is to give back to the underprivileged, not only in in Haiti and in South Africa, but even here in America. Why is that so important to you? Uh, It's so important to me because... We're going to break away from the interview right now because I want to tell you about a couple of really cool things. First of all, thank you to everybody who's embraced Funk Friday. We are having so much fun bringing a little joy to the internet every single Friday with a one-minute funk jam. So thank you so much for that. And if you like Funk Friday and you like music on the run and you want to become our partner and help us put those shows on, go to patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast. Again, become our partner 
at patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast. And there you'll get all the information on how you can financially help us produce this podcast and get some pretty cool merchandise and incentives in return. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank the patrons who've already signed up. We could not do this show without you. As always, thank you so much for supporting us here at Music on the Run. Now back to our interview. Why is that so important to you? Uh, it's so important to me because when you're looking at, you see a white club, Jean, you see a Jerry Wonder. Uh, we actually grew up in a church, uh, a burned down funeral home that my uncle, which is Wyclef dad, went and bought. And I remember over 16 of us living there. And, and I know what it means and what I miss, I did missing if, if I know, if I had a certain help. And I feel like um, as a Jerry Wonder, I could be in a community. So I partner with communities where I, I you know, work out and uh, home for musicians and also not just give them the home, really creating recording studios in that home. Feel like I could find the next Whitney. We could find the next Prince, you know, in Minnesota. But that we helping already. We create that platform. So housing, that things that we're doing and get kids out of trouble. You know, I think music, art really could get kids out of trouble because if they love it, they don't want to do nothing else. They don't even want to go outside, you know? And yeah. that's why so good we practice so much to be good to be great so we barely have enough time to even go outside you know um <clears throat> to do bad things or to even do other things so i'm creating program to affordable housing and and uh, that's a you know entrepreneur that's those are the things that are for me give back is the key i'm always gonna do that i go to haiti i go to africa i even go to india you know um i've i go to india a lot you know, to, and, and I'm after to help communities. And, and, you know, in Minnesota, I'm very quiet. When I'm in Minnesota, I'm a, I'm a dad. You know, I'm a driver. I drive my family, and I, I do the garbage, do the dishes. <laughs> I, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. And But the minute I land in Newark, New Jersey, I'm like the matrix, and, and they pick me up with a, a coat lab. You know, my, I have my lab coat on me and get in the car, and I moving so heavy between studio session between everything i'm doing on the planet so you know for me i can't stop man uh, and every day is a new day for me and humble you know jerry how many things do you have going on at the same time right now musically uh, and uh with your philanthropy okay <laughs> you've got like eighty thousand things right well, you know what? I, I, I have um, a Newark I'm helping out, and, 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 and it's not hard work with Newark, a symphony hall that I'm helping. That venue been around since nine, uh, for 95 years, and I've been performing that venue. I was talking to Lauren Hill. That's it. Jerry, I was seven when I performed in that venue. Wow. Uh, and I see that venue, we want to help that venue survive. Then I'm on a project in Newark to affordable housing, helping people. So all I do is I bring a band together. You know what's a, break, a great band together? You don't have to be doing solo by yourself. You don't have to be the performance, play the instrument. Every musician could be a part of it. And I create bands in, in my businesses I get involved with. So I don't have to work too too hard. But every details, like, you know, the thing I'm able to do, add, it's just easy for me. So I add that. So I'm able to do that. Then I, I on a recording studio called Platinum Sound, we ran in Tribeca. That's where all the artists recording. I'm working on that. 
um, beside that, you know, um, that's a, the thing to change the world for me. I'm doing um, plus other businesses. It's it just it's just it's not a lot because I have a great infrastructure. I put people in place to just focus and let them do what I'm doing. I could be on the phone with you right now for an hour. I'm not worried about anything else. Oh, it's true. But one of the things I want to focus on because you know we've had a little. We don't get downtime, but the, the being on the road, there's not any touring going on. And you've done something really cool is you've partnered with Music Cares, which is a division of Neris, which is the Grammy Awards. Um, tell me a little bit about Share Music You Love. Uh, Share Music You Love was, uh, uh, of course, <laughs> sitting on a board. I was looking for something to do because I wanted to be close to my family. So I, I spent five months in, in a diner. And while I was there, I was looking, I set up a bunch of equipment. I bought a bunch of cameras and set up and I said, I want to do something. And one day um, I, w- I had a board meeting with the Grammys and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. They're like, oh my God, Jerry, you want to do that? Then I, I called all my friends from Akon, Wyclevin, <laughs> so many artists, there's so many people. And I asked them something I want to do. Can I raise money? And they said, music cares. And, and I said, but one thing I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be the one people give me a check. I didn't want to collect. And mm. I created this show called Share Music You Love where people log in to on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on Zoom where I get people to talk about music they love, things I love. Next thing you know, we was able, I was a part of, a part of it that helped, um, helped over um, 30,000 people, musicians that need a check before they even that was before they even get uh, government checks I, we was happy musician that's not touring musician that's not playing in a club so right. it was about that and music care and I have a friend in Minnesota that's it Jerry thank you I did receive a check for $1,200 and it's somebody I know in Minnesota in Minnesota for music care so uh-huh. I just really did share money with, with people so I, it's a great thing what a uh, what a very incredible thing to be a part of because it has been music is was the first to go touring along with the event industry and i mean there are other industries but i'm speaking specifically about the music industry first to go and could be one of the last to come back at least in the larger capacity so for you to do that is is really cool and then the other things i see you involved with i mean we you and i could sit and talk music all day but i'm kind of diving in to that guy, that soul that I know you have, yes. which I think is is equally important, if not more so. And that is um, when you're you're on the board at the Newark at Newark Symphony Hall. And uh, am I correct in saying that you're working with the diversity and inclusion uh, initiatives for them? Yes, a hundred percent. Because uh, when you're talking about uh, uh, Newark. Newark, that venue, you have the beat, um, the Rolling Stone perform there. It's a mix of, you know, uh, Celia Cruz perform there. Aretha Franklin perform there, you know. And for me, how do we diversity? How do we keep everybody be a part of that venue for the next five years? Because it's going to be a hundred years. And my You're right. 
everybody. Dion Warwick, all these people, you know, that's alive right now, that's performed there. How do I get them together? And also raise money because I want to create music programs. I was talking to the mayor, Raz Baraka, and their whole team, you know, uh, Tanisha and, and Fiimi that really working hard, two women that's in power there. They're doing so, so, they're working so hard to make it happen. And then the process too is about $40 million that's the goal they're after to really revamp the venue, get that, you know. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. That's, that's, that's how I wake up every day. Happy. So, since we're on the subject of uh, Newark, talk to me about your relationship with the mayor of Newark and uh, that new video that you put out not that long ago. What was that all about? Well, I tell you like this. You see this shirt I'm wearing, that's the Fuji's, the score. Yep. If you have the score, when we did that score album, in between song, you know how we, we put a skit, a little interlude. So, oh, yeah, uh-huh. all the interlude that was on the Fuji's, Raz Boaka, the mayor, never thought he was going to be the mayor. He was doing poetry and comedy and stuff. And he was the one that did, he was one of them that did that. So I know Raz for a long wow. time. And now he turned to be the mayor. Now he's on his second term. He's a great man. Then we end up talking. And I, one day I say, yo, you still writing? Come see me at the studio. You know how we do. Of I course. He came to see me at the studio and I, I pick up the bass and I start a, a, a groove and I said, go, go ahead, give me, give me, give me one of, one of your, your, your poem. You know what I mean? And he did it. It sounds so good. I was like, we doing a project. Then we ended up doing five <laughs> Of course songs. you did. You know, we ended up doing five songs together and, uh, you know, with my musician, put the team together. You know, I'm very good at that. Put the team together and come up with a, with the right thing. Cause I always know what I want. I used to be, I pick up a guitar, play some chords and say, this is what we're going to do. Pick up a bass. And usually I, I play them. I play things and I, the musician come, no, replace me. They're like, what do you mean? No. I say, we play, you, we play what I play. Cause I, I play just to play it. They're happy, but I don't like my playing, you know? So, so being a producer, I do that a lot. So I did that with Roz. Then next thing you know, this whole thing happened yeah. with Corona and with what's going on when I was in, I, of course, I was in Minnesota right there where uh, Floyd, you know, um, um, got killed, uh, you know, and I was like, oh my God, that song really with the movement that was going yeah. on. That song meant so much. Then we, we did a video, my part, you know, we did a video, we put that video out. Next thing you know, it just pick up, and that's my relation relationship with the mayor, and and that's Newark, so very connected. That's a complete positive relationship, and you go way back with him. Now, you and I, like I said, we're neighbors. We grew, we live, what ten minutes away from where George yeah. Floyd was was murdered. Wow, wow. How do we, you and I? find a way through that through our maybe through our music yes. to be able to bring people together maybe maybe the real question is is how how can how can we be better advocates for anti-racism uh all over the world how, what do you think our job is there I think our job is really to, to have um have a talk to I always to see what do the city doing how do we go ahead and sit down with the mayor 
and say, well, we doing this is what we're doing between the Grammys, between uh, 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 affordable housing, between the things that we're doing. How do we make music? Music, there's no politics on music. How do we use our platform to get people to be a part? We talk to the young people because uh, a lot of the trouble that's going to young people. How do we mix it? One thing I tell you, I'm in Minnesota, how I see people really connected colors. The people that want to, we all, it's so much culture. You have the, you have Indian culture, you got African culture, you got the white culture, you have, you have all kind of culture, you know, the island culture in, in Minnesota. It's diversity. How do we go ahead and, and I remember you called me and I was very excited when you called me. I want to tell you, uh, when you say, Jerry, I want you to be a part of the YMCA. I was in my head, I said, okay, YMCA, okay. You have YMCA, you also you have the older people YMCA, and you have the young people YMCA. How do we go in to see how we, how we said, okay, film, let's raise money to get film equipment. So mm-hmm. they could have studios, so they could learn how to film. Maybe give them a camera, go shoot something, let's do the edit, let's do something. Because remember, your voice and my voice could go further than, than the young people right now. Uh, your voice and my voice, because you came from Prince, you came from the, you're who you are. Then I came from where I'm coming. I know if we go, let's sit down with the mayor. Let's say, what, do you, what are you doing for your city? You have Jerry Wonder, you have Paul Peterson, that really, in the world, that been around music. How could we help you? Okay, we're there to help because yeah, how do, anything you're doing, how we connect it. And we come up with ideas to music and art. And I think it's a, something great we could be doing because I know they have to be careful for the young people because the young people gonna, you know, and the way the young people, they love music. You know, some of them trouble, you know, the troublemakers, we could definitely work with them. You know, you feel me? So when you told me about YMC, I really couldn't wake up and I wake up like I'm so happy and I love to be a part. And let's just bring, let's think about it because this whole thing about Newark, I woke up one day and said I wanted to do it. The minute I said that, doors was open. Yeah, right. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful how music and art can, for me, I mean, it may be a different experience for other people. I'll speak, I'll speak for me. Never in my career of playing mostly black music have I ever been uh, an outcast, uh, chastised. Have I, I've always been everyone white, black, purple, green, whatever, have always done this to me. And I'm holding my arms out like a, a hug here for those of you who are just listening on, uh, on audio. Music has an opportunity, and arts have an opportunity to bring people together like nobody else. I feel like we are somewhat insulated, and I, I said this with my interview with Kenny Aronoff uh, on the last episode, and we have a unique uh, opportunity to be able to help bring people together of... of Every background uh, 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 of of all colors, of all religions, of all sexuality, uh, because it's about the music. It has nothing to do with what your belief is. It's about coming together. Yes. And I think you and I have a unique opportunity. We're from completely different planets, you know, but we don't care. (laughs) The minute I met you, I was like, I'm, that's going to be one of my really good friends. And that's just the way it is. Yes. So I, I I welcome the the fact that you want to help out locally too, not only globally with your being a UN ambassador to Haiti, but you you do it on a micro level too, and I think that's super admirable. And to use your platform for good, man, because there's people out there who would use your the platform that you've been given to uh, 
to separate. Yeah. And, and you choose not to do that. Yeah, you choose to bring people together. I think that's a beautiful thing, man. And growing up in Churchill, I, I remember uh, when I was talking to you, like, Jerry, you know, I go to church. I said, excuse me, you go where? You go to church? You're like, I go to church, and I, I go whenever Sunday I'm around, I go to church and play, pick up that instrument. That remind me of me because I still go to that same church I helped build, which is where I used to live at, you know, a Haitian church. And that's how, in our culture, uh, every Sunday, um, the Haitians, it definitely goes to church because that's the only way they get to see each other. Because everybody got two jobs and one job. And, and the thing in Sunday is like the way we all, I mean, Greek. And that's when we like, oh, uncle, how you are, you uncle? And, you know, uh, you know your cousin and, and everybody. So uh, when you say that to me, man, I, it, I was touched. I was touched by it. And, and I feel like there's so much we could do to really help musicians. We have access to, access to so much information that we mm-hmm. could and work with them and, and you know. That's my life. That's the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. Do what I like to do. Do what things that could make a difference. Right. Okay. So because this this podcast is called Music on the Run, we focus on tips to be able to maintain the level of uh, of how busy you are and still be able to be healthy, keep your relationships together. How, I mean, is this something that you are able to do when you get up in the morning, you're just wearing to go? Do you have any kind of a routine that helps clear your mind? Is it a workout or tell me what, what that looks like to you? Well, for me, when I wake up, I never leave my house. It's something since I was a kid, I was doing, I never leave my house without praying. And I always believe in a higher power to, to pray and, and to make sure to filter me from, um, from anybody with bad energy. Mm. It's very important for me. I do my workout. Definitely, I love my work. If I have to do at least 100 push-ups a day, and if I get get them, uh, I have a Peloton bike or oh, a Peloton cool. thing, um, 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 tre- uh, treadmill that I have, I use. And um, and that's it. And, and, what I, well, and I think anything I could be grateful for. Yeah. You know? And, and that's very important. And beside that, man, I just go on a run because I always go from one to one, two, three. And the minute I don't like something, I move away. And that's it, man. Stay happy and always remember nobody could get you have your bad day. Only you could let somebody let somebody in to ha- let you have to have you have a bad day because you create you wake up with a good day anything happen whatever you don't get wasn't yours that's rule number one mm. you know what i mean so so your attitude is a choice when you wake up you you shed the bad vibes by praying you do your workout you make a choice to have a good day and then if it's, something doesn't feel right you just move away and start the next one that's it that's it that's it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I already know what you're currently working on. I mean, I don't know what you're doing out there, but I know that you and I wrote a song and we talked about it <laughs> in the beginning of this when I'm sitting on a beach in Miami Beach. I'm just finishing up a record for those of you who are listening and don't know that I'll, it should be out later this year. But uh, Jerry said, I got something, man. I got something. So we started writing it and I'm hollering at him on the beach while I'm sitting out in the sun. So I know you're you're going to help me with that, but tell me some of the other things that you've got uh, on your plate right now that we can look forward to. Okay, right now, right now, uh, for the past forty eight hours, I was able to get uh, my band, the Fuji's, back in communications. Ah, 
it, it, this is big news. Yes. This and is big news. Because uh, El Boogie, you know, everyone know, goes by, Miss Hill goes by Lauren Hill. Call me and say, Jerry, let's put some content together. I have so much content. And believe it or not, I just realized, but after I start going to my song, I have, I have over a whole new album on the Fuji's. I don't even have to record nothing. What? I realize how much content that I have <clears throat> with content, you know, and 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 um with with the album that nobody knew we had because I'm and Whoa. I think I still got more that uh, if I start going to two inch real, I realize that song our takes that we didn't use and and I, I, I find out that we have a video that we did with like 30,000 people and I recorded on, on Pro Tools and also di uh, ca different camera angles we never touch. And and that's a whole live concert nobody ever seen or heard. Wow. That's that incredible. People are going to freak out when they hear this. Is, I mean, have you released that information yet? Does anybody no. know this yet? No, not yet. Well, you heard it first here on Music on the Road. I feel privileged that we know that. Well, I'm. I tell you what, being a fan, I I, I can't wait to hear what you've got in in, in the uh, in, in, uh, you know on disc and going to put out. And and uh, you, you thinking about possibly recording some new stuff? Yes, we're thinking about doing some new stuff too. Okay. And, and um, but right now they're only talking about we should the album, the classic um album with a different outtakes. And maybe maybe two three songs. That's it, because um, it's all about the re release of that album. Which is oh yeah. Um, I wish I'm so excited. You know, team is very yeah. Happy, you know, so so that's it, man. Uh, that's uh, that's one of the things I'm working in. I do have a label called Wonder Music. <laughs> that um, I have an artist named Coco that that just got um my God the Hot 97, which was one of the top radio stations. Just add her to rotation. And everybody talking about her. She's really, she's really good. But she's hip hop, you know. Right. What I mean? She's a hip hop, and and um, you know, I have a couple artists I'm doing development on a label. Major labels are looking. But before I take any artists to a major label, I'm always working it out first, build them in a way first before the major label. Because you could go to a major too early; it's not good. Right. You get stuck and. Uh, I work with my artists. I always tell the artists, I'm not here to give you a million dollars. I'm um, I'm not here to give you even $10,000, but I'm going to show you how you make your first million dollars. There you go. Cherry Wanda, the educator. Yeah, yeah, 100%, because it's not the front money that you get new and that longevity. So let me help you, and let me go ahead and do songs with you. Let me, uh, we put it out where we partner on it, and also... Um, I, you know, I pay for videos and pay for a little marketing, but get you to a level where I could get a call from Clive Davis. That's all. Right, right. Like, Jerry, that already, I didn't know you was a part of it. So <laughs> well, that's your reputation, though, man. So if anybody who has the opportunity to ever work with you, my friend, is very lucky and blessed. Thank you for taking an hour with us, man. Yeah, I look forward to you coming back to, to Minnesota. You and I have some work to do, yes. and not only musically, but we got work to do in this community together. Yeah. And I look so forward to partnering with you, not only at the Southdale YMCA, but beyond and beyond to heal some hearts and bring people together. Yes, I'm 100%. Let's just do it. And I, I, I love it. By doing a couple of Zooms, start talking to people. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it.
Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Wanda, thank you all for joining us. Uh, episode 31 of Music on the Run is in the books. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Music on the Run was hosted by yours truly, St. Paul Peterson. Edited and produced by my buddy, Davide Razo. Video editing by Ivan Sebastianov. And a very special thanks to the people who financially support this podcast. And remember, music can connect us.